0: Hi, all. Welcome to Alex and Tina's Favorite Things, the podcast. This is our Inside Scoop Edition part two Q&A. So we had a Q&A part one. We're answering more questions for you today our Q&A part two. And we can't wait. Let's get into it. Um. Okay. Julie. This is a different Julie. This is okay. a beautiful, lovely singer, Julie from St. Louis. Hi, Julie. Thank you, listening. Okay. <laughs> okay. Best natural products for fine lines that actually work. Okay. So if you mean natural, maybe you mean pretty clean, or you mean totally clean, mm-hmm. totally, totally clean, my recommendation is the beauty counter counter timeline. Because when, you, mm-hmm. when you're when you saying natural for fine lines, you want to think of a few different ingredients. You want to think of um, retin natural and peptides. Mm-hmm. And beauty counter, the counter Time line has a full line, cleansers, uh, serum, the really really heavy moisture cream and it all uses peptides that is not as harsh as retinol then i think that the goop jeans cream mm. is yes. really really good yep. they did full it, it you know it's the cleanest of the clean if it's right goop it's and true. their clinical trials they have clinical trial proof it is crazy crazy yeah. hydrating but then i want to say that this is a lot of pieces of, to the puzzle mm-hmm. so After you cleanse, you want to use a toner because then your serum for your anti-age, your firming serum, is going to sink in better. Mm -hmm. So you want to get your firming serum at night and then your heavy, heavy moisturizer, your heavy, heavy eye cream. And in the morning, I think vitamin C is the best thing you can do in the morning. It helps with sun damage. It helps with fine lines. It helps with everything. Um... There is a serum that I really, really want to try from youth to the people. Oh. That is a, a clean brand, and it's this serum that has peptides, vitamin C, and hyaluronic acid. Love that. And I'm kind of thinking those are the top three. If that works, mm-hmm. it might. it's kind of branded as, like, the only serum you need. That might be the one I try next. There is a good firming serum from Burst, which mm-hmm. is clean. Oh, love Burst, yeah Which I have um and then so if you want to experiment with retinol people get nervous because there's this thing of like the retinol from the 90s and early Mm -hmm. 2000s that you had to be prescribed and it would peel your whole face off and nightmare but now there are products that have teeny tiny amounts of retinol in them in a moisturizing agent like the moisturizing agent carries it so Tina and I like The Ordinary. Mm-hmm. So I use the retinol that's in squalene, which is a, um, an oil, a moisturizing oil that's derived from olives. Love. And that's what carries the retinol. So you put on this serum and I only use it three times a week. And then I use my goop jeans. Um, I, use ver- the Peptide, um, I use the Versed Peptide. I use the Vers Peptide Firming Serum at night right now. And then three times a week, I use The Ordinary mm-hmm. Retinol. Which you don't want to do it every day. But I really like it because it's yeah. hydrating, my skin is not protection. it's not red. Mm-hmm. But if you are getting that retinol, just a little touch of it. Right. What do you think? I, well, I love all of that and everything you said, I'm loudly agreeing with. The one product that I've seen a huge difference with my fine lines mm-hmm. is from The Ordinary. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of it. I can never pronounce it. Ag- Agriline. Ad- Adril- 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 okay but it's another Adril- it's a different oil like Suelet. it's it, a different it feels, moisturizing yes it ages like carries water, the water like slippery yeah. water which I know is a weird thing to do and I put it on my forehead and it drips so it really is uh diluted I guess so um I kind of hold the dropper over my forehead and catch it with my hand and then just dab it in around my eyes and on my forehead and dab it in. And that's the first thing I do after I, I wash my face is on a dry, clean face, I put that on. And I have noticed a humongous difference in my fine lines around my eyes and on my forehead. And I'd like to say that the Ordinary, we're not sure it's 100% clean, but it's very, very simple. They don't add a bunch of crap They to don't it. add stuff. Yeah. It's pretty clean and it's real cheap. So, it's yeah, this thing was like six bucks. Everything is six dollars, so it's not going to hurt you. Yeah, it's incredible to try it. Um, Bailey, who another one of my favorite people, Bailey asks favorite. We have a collection of questions from her. Love it. Favorite shampoo and conditioners. I, if we're talking clean, my. Absolute favorite shampoo is the Goop Himalayan Salt Scrub. Mm. It's clarifying. It feels good on your scalp. It's also moisturizing. I love it so much. Another good clean brand is Rahua. R A H, Rahua. Okay, which is great. It's really moisturizing. No parabens. Mm -hmm. No. And then if we're not worried about clean, Mm -hmm. if we're just worried about hair looking good, anything from Living Proof I think (gasps) is top. Dry shampoo, conditioner, shampoo, the whole thing. They've got great stuff. Yeah. Well, you know that I'm a Monet girl. Yes. And I've been using it for a little over a year now. And I have to say my hair, I have never been able to have this long of hair for as long as I've had it. I always end up chopping it off because it gets fluffy or um, damaged or just like not fun anymore. And my hair is the healthiest, longest it's ever been. I'm obsessed. And Monet is totally clean. There's nothing in it that is harmful to the environment, to your scalp. They take out all of the, the gross um, things that are harmful yes. to your, your because what they want to do is focus on scalp health. Which so really, I totally believe in. The healthier yes. your scalp is, the healthier your hair is. And yes. everything has to come from the scalp. So yeah. is it Monet? Monet. Um, so it's modern nature is what it, it stands it. for. Okay, so okay, so okay. Monet. Okay. Yeah. Um, my other favorite super hydrating conditioner is Olaplex. <gasps> okay, I've heard that's like a cult favorite. Like Ooh. people love oleoplex It is good. It's really good. Okay, it's really well. If I ever quit using Monet, which I can't imagine, I'll try something else. It will be Olaplex, perfect. Okay, this is one of my favorite questions of the whole the whole thing from Bailey. So she asks with so many different interests, how do you decide what to focus on at any given time? And so Tina and I, I mean, why we feel so connected, part of the reason we started this podcast is because we have so many different jobs and so many different interests. Mm-hmm. And we really connect on that level. And it's tricky. So I will say, I, if it's in your nature to have, be interested in a lot of different things, want to try a lot of different things and learn a lot of different things, it's in your nature. And that's who you are. Mm-hmm. And so I think you should lean into it. And I will say the past few years, have I felt a little bit like a jack of all trades, mm-hmm. master of none? Sure. Because I would go through this thing where I would try to describe what I did to people and it was so confusing. Well, this week I'm out of town. I'm working as a makeup artist. Oh my gosh, this week I have a concert. I We're at Lincoln Center. I uh, have an audition for a short film. I am shooting a commercial. I am uh, styling. It 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 felt crazy. Right. It felt crazy. but. I will say now in the current world that we live in, oh my God. I have never ever been more grateful mm-hmm. to be who I am. And that the fact that I'm so curious, the fact that I have acquired so many skills, I feel I think safer than others right now. I feel like I okay, that. I can do things because and I think also with you know artists, actors, performers. You know, if someone dedicates their life to one thing, mm-hmm. like you're, you're an opera singer, that's, you can be so incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that can be a little, that's scary if if you're, I mean, it's scary. It's scary if you're good at one thing, but it's also really astonishing and impressive mm-hmm. if you're at, like at that level. So right. I think it can make people like us feel a little bit, oh my gosh, am I spreading myself too thin? Right, right. Um, But I can tell you how, okay, so how do you decide what to focus on at any given time? I think it's definitely a journey because you can't do everything every single day. Mm -hmm. I think I kind of am learning this still, but I kind of go for, okay, what are the opportunities presenting themselves to me right now? Let's work on that. Mm -hmm. And then what I try to do is I try to structure my days off, in quotations, the days that, you know, I don't have to have a deadline. I don't have to be somewhere. All right. What am I doing? Am I working out? Am I singing? Am I, you know, what am I doing that day to kind of touch on my other skill? Right. Anyway, that's right. a long answer. What do you think? No. Okay. So everything you just said, yes, yes, yes. Embrace the fact that you have multiple jobs. Embrace it. Because for a long time, I was trying to find one thing and stick to that. But now it's like, no, I, there's no shame and there's no apology for doing a lot of things and doing them well. So that was a big thing is embracing that. But how I pick what I'm going to focus on is I'm a slave to my planner. I like to write everything out. um, And I like to, this is something I've been working on with my therapist for years now, is how do I feel in this moment and what are my priorities? What is my priority? Okay, great. So I've got three jobs, three different jobs. They all require different amounts of time and effort and focus. Okay, so what is the most important job this week? Okay, how do I prioritize that? How do I make sure that I am like on the on point for this thing? Are there things that can be you know on the to do list but pushed to the back burner? Are there things that I can move around? But the the hardest thing is what you just said is scheduling the time to yourself because I see a blank spot in my planner and I go, well, that's free. I can I can fill it. And the thing that my therapist keeps working on with me is like, no, you need to make sure that there is blank space in your planner because you have to have time to recharge. That's the hardest thing. But the things that choosing to focus on one thing over the other is trying to prioritize what is the most important thing. And I like to look at it a week at a time. Yeah, Breaking I think it down. that it, you hit on something where it takes more structure and it takes more scheduling. Yeah. Because if you have one job, you're doing that job. You right. You don't really have to use a brain a lot of brain power to schedule in other things yeah, yes, i schedule. work nine to five so all my appointments right. have to be before nine or after five both, you know all the right. same. but like if you don't have that right and sometimes our interests will conflict with each other mm-hmm. and you have to deal with that so i it takes a lot of extra brain power to structure to prioritize mm-hmm. but yeah i think it's take it month to month take it week to week and go with where your gut is telling you to go right I mean, if you're really interested in being a PA for a few months, go do it then. then. And then if you're like, ah, I think I've done that. I'm going to focus on my YouTube channel. Go do that. You're not a bad person for kind of leaving the (sighs) PA work, letting it go for a hot second. Not everything has to have the exact amount of energy and time put towards it at the same time. It can't. It can't. You'll die. Exactly. Yeah. Great. Good question. Um, Okay, tips. Bailey asks, tips for finding the correct color in concealer and foundation based on undertones. I don't understand how that works. Well, here's what I'm going to say. It's hard because you see a little, like, walk into Mm -hmm. a store and try things on. So Tina's going to get more into this as what she does as a makeup artist. But I will say right now when I buy... I will really go and look at the models that they're showing and who is more like me. And I will usually buy two shades because I think that no one is the same shade all over. And I love to mix. Like I will maybe mix two shades together with a primer. Oh, for sure. Or I'll mix a darker shade with a primer to cut it. Or I love... Mixing my own, so I will usually buy the two that I think and keep them and use them. Yeah, and mix and match. And it, depending on time of year. Yes, you can use a lighter or a darker. Yes. or you know, sheer it out. Can you speak to un- the undertones? Yeah. Okay. So something, a trick that I kind of use, and I'm not an expert at this. I know makeup artists that are like that is their thing. They are color wheel experts. I have to really simplify it because I will get too overwhelmed. I like to go: Are you warm or are you cool? And a really quick, easy trick is looking at your wrist and looking at the color of your veins. So like, if you look at your veins, see how mine are like really blue. Like I have really blue veins. And I have like, "Ah," there's one little blue one. There's one little blue one, but I would say you've got more green. There's more green in Alex's. So if you've got really blue veins, and I also have like, you can see mine are really apparent and really um, stark against my very white skin. (laughs) So I would say I have cool undertones because I'm looking at blues, I'm looking at pinks and whites. I look at Alex's skin and even on her, like I'm looking at her whole hand, it's on the front. You can see more of a green, green vein. That's, I guess that's a better comparison. Mm-hmm. So we're comparing her hands right now. Mine are really blue. Hers are pretty green. So she's got more warm, olive, golden undertones. So that's a quick like cheat sheet to look at your, the color of your veins. It's not gonna be so black and white of like blue and green, but like, if you're just kind of looking there, you can go, oh, am I cool? Am I warm? Um, I've never heard of the vein trick. That's this a so trick from my mom. Fascinating. Yeah, my mom, that was a trick from my mom, is looking at the color of your veins and kind of going, and it's not, a, oops, not an exact science, no. but it is a quick little cheat sheet, because I have pink, cool undertones. Yeah. I would say Alex has warm, golden mm-hmm. undertones. Mm-hmm. Um, so what that means, if you really want to break it down, into simple terms, red and yellow. You have red undertones, do you have yellow undertones? Um, that's really like the basic, basic, basic color wheel terminology of that. And what I would tell Bailey is like, if you are were... <laughs> tricks that you can do while you're in quarantine, a lot of companies online now will say, what foundation do you have right now? Do you have the Estee Lauder? Do you have the NARS? Do you have Mac or whatever you have? And you can plug in the shade that you currently have with something that you already own and they can recommend a shade of their foundation based on what you already use. Right. Um, If you are able to get a sample, a lot of times Sephora will offer little palettes like sample palettes so you can test that. When you test, you wanna test um, on the area between your jawline and your neck where your jaw meets your neck. And you want to just like take a little bit on your finger and do a stripe basically from your neck up to your jawline. And it should blend in seamlessly. You shouldn't have to spread it out. It should just completely blend in and you shouldn't even see it. It should look like you have nothing on. Like you just put lotion on, basically. If there's any sort of... You'll see if it comes out a little red or if it comes out a little yellow, you'll know that you've gone too far in one direction. And you really... My biggest pet peeve is faces that are different color than necks. Yes. So you really... When all else fails, get in natural light Mm -hmm. and look at your makeup and compare it to your neck. And it's not... The color of your neck, like at the center of your neck where your throat is and your face, those will be different colors. Right. That's, just, that's just the way it is. But the from the jawline where, where it meets the neck, that should be the same color. Or at least close. Close. It shouldn't be a so stark be difference. And honestly, you said, I don't understand how that works. Don't feel bad because the best makeup artists in the world will still swatch. They will yep. still, when I get in that chair- I swatch they will, every single client. They will test. Just because lighting is also, lighting, time of year, so many things can affect this. It is not an exact science. Not at all. Great question. Okay, Kathy asks, do you suggest eyeliner or not for women over 60? So I actually say no. Oh, okay. This is going to be interesting. It's in, okay. Because if you're asking that question, I think young and old, for every day, unless you're going for a look, I think people look better without eyeliner. I think it's fresher. I think it's younger. I think that if you're nervous at all about applying it, I think don't mess with it. I think get a great eyeshadow and a great mascara. That's excellent. I like that. I like that <laughs> I, You're So I feel differently about that. Get- I find as as we age, as our skin matures, um, our eyes tend to to um we tend to get our eyes tend to set back in our heads mm-hmm. a little bit. And so we get that a, a little bit I hate to use this word, but like sunken, like it they kind of sink back and we lose our eyes. They're not as like open and vibrant um because the skin gets um, can get saggy, it can get kind of loose, it can get really delicate. And so a lot of times I find with my mature clients is that you lose, you lose their eyes. Mm-hmm. So I like to always put an eyeliner, nothing too stark, not a liquid, black liquid liner, Okay, crazy. So I think maybe this is where we're meeting in the middle. Mm-hmm. Because what came to mind is I know I've seen a lot of women I think because they feel like they're losing their eyes. Go heavier on the eye makeup as they get older. They're lining the top and lining the bottom and black. That's where we meet in the middle. Yes. Because I I say never, and I never put bottom liner on any of my clients. I don't care how old you are. You never, you get a shadow. I'd shadow the under, but it is, unless we're going for a, like a a smoky eye or whatever. But I would say always top, top um, lid eyeliner. And what are you using for eyeliner? Are you using a brown? And are you using a, a pencil or a powder? Okay, I I really like, right now, to be super specific, I really like to use the Bobbi Brown gel eyeliners. Ugh. They glide Love. on like a dream. Um, you don't have to worry about sharpening them. They just are just, just easy. It's easy, and I always make sure, and this is a Bobbi Brown trick, too, is going all the way from the inner corner all the way out. So don't, go, don't stop halfway through on your eyelid. Um, but then don't do the bottom because that really closes off your eye but if you get as close to the lash line as possible on the top lid that is going to just make your your lashes look fuller uh, it's gonna make your eyes look brighter you're gonna look more awake um and you're not gonna lose lose your eyes okay i agree with this so i think either get a great mascara and don't worry about it or get the Bobby Brown mm-hmm. Brown Gel mm-hmm. Eyeliner. And yeah. only do the top. Do not do the bottom. I think it can look too harsh. I yeah. think those are the options. Yeah. I feel good about those. I ones. would stick with a, I, the blackest black. I don't think it's necessary mm-hmm. for, for really any skin tone. No. Honestly, if you go with, with a, uh, some sort of brown, um, a dark chocolate brown, or even a black brown, mm-hmm. um, something with a little bit of warmth to it, that is going to just make your eyes pop. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I like those. Thanks. Okay. What are we doing for the holidays? Asks Maya. Uh, (sighs) It's different this year. It's different this year. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I think that the holidays are really stressing me out. They're stressing me out too. It's so hard. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to get anywhere safely. It's so hard to opt to not get somewhere safely. And then you feel like you're disappointing your family, which you don't want to do that, but you also want to keep them safe. Vin and I are staying in New York for Thanksgiving and just going to have Thanksgiving by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then the plan is, but if 2020, this plan could go out the window. It's week to week. Our plan is to get COVID tests. In New York City, mm-hmm. have them test negative, then not see anyone for a few days, and then drive straight to St. Louis mm-hmm. for Christmas. Stay for a while, drive back. But that's the plan. Mm-hmm. That's the hope. If all goes well, if we can't, we can't. It's right. 2020. It's week to week. Yep, and you just gotta take it one day at a time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm staying in the city for Thanksgiving. Um, I'm going every year I go to my best friend's house. Um, he and his husband host a beautiful Thanksgiving dinner. It's usually um, you know quite a few people, maybe ten people or so, but this year it's the three of us because we're in each other's bubbles, so it's just gonna be the three of us for for Thanksgiving this year, and for Christmas, I do have a plane ticket home to montana um and a similar plan. I want to get tested before I go, I want to be really careful when I'm home, I want to get tested while I'm in Montana before I come back um but again, it's, it's day by day, and I don't know what the guidelines are going to be. My flight has been already been changed four different times, so like I, that's the plan. Um, and we're just going to be as careful and as safe and as smart as yeah, it can be. Everyone just has to do their best. Yeah, it's, it's rough. It's yeah. a rough one this year. It's Hopefully, next year will be better. Okay, before we get to our last question, I feel like we have some other questions about products. I know yes. there was one about razor burn. Oh yes, um, I had a friend who's um. Who's a gentleman and he had a My friend Peter, he asked if there is anything we can do for razor burn. He has tried all the products, he's tried um, a product called Tend Skin, which I've talked about on our show before, um, which is a form of uh, isopropyl alcohol. Um, it's got a few other things in it, but it does have that sort of antiseptic um, uh, ingredient in it that is you use after you shave. He says he uses that, but what is there something else that he should be doing for razor burn? And I have a few suggestions. I would say always, always, always exfoliate. Um, Nothing too abrasive or you don't want to get like, you know, a brillo pad and go to your face with that, but a gentle scrub, um, even a a clean washcloth, a clean wet washcloth um, in gentle circular motions just to get that first layer of skin prepped and ready for the shave. Um, And then I would say hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Make sure you are drinking enough water. Make sure you're getting enough electrolytes and um, make sure that you're moisturizing after you're using the the 10 skin. And I would say my wax lady actually told me about this. She's like, it's okay to use witch hazel. It's okay to use those. But she said 10 skin is very harsh. It's a really harsh thing, but it can be used. But just watch your skin. She said, if you get sort of those pimply um, bumps, those pimply sort of ingrowns, Yes, use the TEN skin. If it's just looking a little bit red and irritated, moisturize. And maybe witch hazel. And witch hazel. Which you can get witch hazel soaked pads. Yes. You know, you can get them on Amazon, anything. I have a guy friend that uses, I can't remember the name, but it's it's pads you can, like toning pads mm-hmm. that you can use on your skin that, has, that have witch hazel in them. Yes. And your husband, Vinny, actually um, recommended a product. What is it called? It's called... Black opal, which I don't have direct um, confirmation about this, but I do have. You know, Vinny says it works, yeah. and it's a know. lot of people use that black opal um, shaving gel for razor bumps, and that that tends to work. But I would say focus on exfoliating and hydration as your main things. Yeah, you probably need to moisturize more. Probably moisturize. Yeah. We all do. Yeah. Um, and then you know, oh, there was another one. Yes. Um, we had a, uh, we had a couple questions about. Um, teeth whitening. Yeah, teeth whitening products and uh, teeth straightening. Yes. Okay. So my straightening and whitening is so Crest came out with Crest Emulsions recently. What are those? It's a, it's a like a tooth paint. Mm. It's a tooth whitening paint, and you kind of coat your your love. teeth with it, and then you can go. Oh, it just sit. You, I do it before I go to bed. I, I don't love really that. I want to eat with it on because yeah. I feel like then I'm just eating it, I'm smelling it. But right. I'll do it before I go to bed on just my tops. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I like it way better than the strips. It doesn't irritate my gums. It doesn't irritate I love anything. That. And then in terms of straightening, I am in the process of Invisalign. And here's the thing. Yes, there are like other cheaper options with the Invisalign and there's apps and you can get in that. But you really want to work with the dentist. Yeah. Because you really need the dentist to make sure that it's it's going okay. So yes it's an investment. But you really want it to be supervised by a professional. And Invisalign really works. And it is so easy to do right now because we are not out and about as right. much. So I would say start now. Get Kraken, And it really, you can't, you really can't see it. It doesn't affect, it hasn't really affected my speech. Good. So yeah, I see crest emulsions and Invisalign with professional. supervision. Absolutely agree. I'm um, the wrong person to ask for uh, teeth straightening because I never had braces. I never, what? I never had braces or any sort of like dent. My my whole family has. My sister, my mom, my dad, they've all had like crazy dental work. I've never, knock on wood, never had any sort of dental issue at, at all. I mean, watch me get my first cavity. Now, but like knock on wood, knock on wood, tomorrow. Um, Good for you though. I don't know how, nobody understands it. It's weird. Um, It's just one of those things. But for uh, teeth whitening, so I know this might sound really basic and weird, but I noticed that once I started really um, being super diligent about flossing every single day, which like I I wasn't always great about it. Mm -hmm. I wasn't always great about it. But the last few years, I've been really strict about it every single day. My teeth have gotten so much whiter flossing okay so that's one thing and then I really see, like that's gum health that's Just gum like health. scalp health is hair health exactly so, so you got to do the full yeah thing um and then I use the I, I talked about this in one of our episodes the burst toothbrush and it's an electric toothbrush that I really love but it came with these um whitening strips they were coconut whitening strips so they weren't that like like oh you know how Certain teeth whitening things can make your teeth, like, squeaky and, like, yes, nails they a chalkboard. it's like, oh, my teeth are so sensitive. These were so gentle, so easy to use, and they worked really, really great. And they were, like it was a week-long ordeal, and they said do it, I think, three times a year or something like that. Um, and I really like those, the first. That's like a fun one. Yeah. Okay, our last question. Oh, we had another question. Oh, oh. Our favorite, our favorite book. What's <gasps> your favorite oh. book? our favorite book. I mean, when someone says, like, what's your favorite movie or book, whatever, I always think of, like, what's the one book I could read over and over and over again? All right. I don't have a, right now, I can only think of the ones I've read most recently. Right. Which are Meet Me in the Bathroom. Mm -hmm. Love it. Amazing. City of Girls. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And Little Fires Everywhere. Amazing. I that. Like, those three. Oh, oh, also, and of course, of course, of course, Glennon Doyle, Untamed. Oh, that is a great For one. God's sake. For God's sake. And also, I'm reading Kamala Harris's book right now, The Truths We Hold. So you should read that yes, too. Yes, I love that. I'm a sucker for biographies. I love biographies about women. I don't know. <laughs> Me too. What it is, like, I the only book I've ever read more than once is Tina Fey's Bossy Pants. Oh, that's such a good I've book. literally never read a book twice. Oh, or um, Me and My Shadows by Judy Garland's daughter, Lorna Luft. I love that book. I want to read that. Oh, it's like so good. But also, really have good. you read Amy Poehler's Yes, Please? Um, Yes, I have, I love it. Yeah. I have to reread that. So every basically, song. any female... I like a female like star, like a comedian, or old movie star, or... I mean Demi Moore's book was so great, Now that she's an old movie star, but like, you know, a movie star. I Sally love. Field's book was oh, great. It yeah. It is. I love a behind the scenes book. I look. love I love hearing the, the real deal later on when yep. people feel like they can tell the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, me too. Oh, me too. Love that. Okay. Um, all right, last question. What is something that people might not know about us? Asks Emily. This is always such a hard question for me. I feel like I was always so bad at the iceberg questions. Yeah. It's really hard to kind of whittle yourself down to one word or one question. Or, I feel like the first thing that comes to mind, and this is truly just the most honest answer, is that I actually am a very anxious person and I don't come across that way, right? No, you don't, because I come across as very composed. But that is my Catholic all girl school my entire mm-hmm. life and my Russian ballet school from my childhood. And, the, you know, so my mannerisms are very calm and put together and my anxiety can look a lot of different ways and I don't bring out in hives. I don't lash out at people. Yeah, I'm not, like, freaking out. I'm not having a some sort of attack. But it's all oh, beneath the surface. Yeah, all <laughs> beneath the surface. And I feel like... You know, it's just so interesting because anxiety can look a lot of different ways. Yeah. And I do a lot of things. Like I do yoga, I mm-hmm. meditate, I have to work out every single day to kind of move that energy through me because my anxiety comes from being a perfectionist. And if I make mm-hmm. a mistake or, so like just know if I was ever rude to you once, I have probably thought about that, so that for yes. the rest of my days, every yes. night before I went to bed. <laughs> uh, my anxiety comes from like screwing something up. Letting uh-huh. someone down, not being prepared, those types of things. Yeah. It's like a constant fear of that. Um, so I do all the things. I do yoga, meditation. I work out every single day to kind of move that energy. And then once a month, if shit really hits the fan, I have a Xanax prescription. And yep. I if I need it, I will take it. Mm-hmm. And that's just how I'm managing. Yep. And I you know, know what? You got to have your tools. You've got yeah. your tools. And you know yeah. how to use them properly. And Yeah. That was a really, that mine is so silly compared to yours, what I was going to say. I think that's perfect. Um, But I would say the thing, because I think about this question, it's like, what people are always so surprised to find out about me is that I have a belly button ring. (laughs) Every time someone discovers it, it's always like, I'm like, like lifting up, like I'm lifting something up or whatever. And they can see it through my shirt or like, and they're, you have a belly button ring? And I've had it since I was 18. I've, I've loved it. My whole, I, it used to be the favorite thing about myself because it was like my thing that I had that felt so rebellious and fun and cool. And yeah, I have a belly button ring and, um, I don't see it going anywhere, but here's I knew that about you, and then forgot, and then was surprised again. So, but it's also because it's like we don't see your belly button every right, day, right? You know, and if we're wearing a crop top, we're probably wearing a high waisted jean, exactly. So I'm not seeing it. But can yeah. you tell us the story? I this is a perfect thing. But yeah. Can you tell us the story of like why did you get it? Oh, God. what was happening? Okay, so Tina's so eighteen. Yeah. If my mom's listening, she's gonna be like, "This is when." <laughs> I lost my daughter because <laughs> um, I was so, oh, it was my, it was my rebellious phase. Okay. It was the beginning of my rebellious phase. And mom, I'm so sorry, but she already knows the story. So I was, I had always been on the straight and narrow. I was, I didn't drink. I didn't smoke. I didn't do drugs. I didn't hang out. I didn't do it. I was like the perfect child. I didn't do anything. I was like homecoming queen, like CW girl. Like I just was like nothing. I was just an angel person. Right. And then I turned eighteen, and I was like, "I, I don't know what happened. The hormones took over, and I, you're just, like, I can't keep this facade. I up can't anymore. keep this up. And this was the beginning of the end. So, um, the beginning of you know a so rebellious phase. I, I think it's <laughs> and I've been since circled around. I'm okay. But I was eighteen years old, and my friend Don and I were talking, and we both really wanted our belly buttons pierced, and it was the perfect thing to do because. A, no one would ever know. Right. It's something you could hide. You would know about it. And we both just turned 18. So we were allowed to go do it without parental consent. So it was like the perfect rebellious act. But also kind of safe because you're going to be fine. It's, it's just, it's just okay. A yeah. So of course, in true Tina fashion, I am a terrible liar and I will always get caught. This is how I know I can never commit a crime because I will always, always get caught. And I went and got my five-button pierced and it hurt. And it bled. I bled and bled and bled. And the guy at the shop was even like, This is really weird. My friend got done and there was nothing. There was no blood. No, it was just like a, got kind of red and whatever. And I bled. And he was like, That's super weird. Like, that's, that'll, but that'll go away. I guess you're just a bleeder. I, I don't know. Weird. He's like, Just put a band aid on it. So I put a band aid on it. Well, I was, remember what I was wearing? I had my Abercrombie and Fitch. Holy jeans that I thought I was so cool in. And one of my Abercrombie and fish, navy blue, stupid ass, you know, graphic tees on that was like skin tight. And I got home and I was in my mother's bathroom and I looked in the mirror and I had bled through the shirt. My belly button ring had bled through my shirt. And I was like, this is a sign. I can't lie. I can't lie to my mother. I can never lie to my mother. And I went in and I said, mom, I have to tell you something. She was like, what? This is the same day. I was like... I went and got my boyfriend ring with Dawn and I know I should have done that. I know I should have asked you, but I didn't tell you. And it was something I wanted to do. I've been planning it for months. And and she was like horrified. And she, for a while, because that was the beginning of my, I had a very rebellious, you Mm -hmm. know, few years. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was like, that was the beginning. That was like the beginning of when like you kind of went and did your own thing for a while but yeah i had a like a really traumatic That is was so traumatic yeah and was it infected were you no. okay and that's the thing it never got infected after that day it never bled again i've never i've like it's knock on wood again i've never had a i forget that i even have it i it's it's not it's a non-issue it's never been infected but i i had like the most weird reaction to it but like had that not happened maybe i never would have told my mom right but like I wow. told him everything. So I'm so sorry it was so traumatic for you. Thank I'm you. glad you're okay. Me too. Maybe one day you'll show us your belly button. <laughs> Maybe one day I will. Maybe one day. Um, <laughs> I look forward to that. Me and too. I think we did it. I think we, we answered did the it. questions. Thanks everyone for listening to our QA. And um, we'll probably do more. So always send questions. Always Any send time. questions. You can email us at alexandtinasfavoritethings at gmail.com. You can send us a direct message on Instagram. If you've got our phone numbers, hit us up with a text message. Find us on Facebook. We want to hear from you. Um, we've got a live show every Thursday at 8 p.m. on Instagram Live over at Alex and Tina's Favorite Things. And that podcast will drop every Wednesday. So be on the lookout for that. Yep. Spotify and Apple Podcasts, we're there. Thanks for listening. And talk soon. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us for part two of our Q&A. As always, you can find us every Thursday night at 8 p.m. on Instagram at Alex and Tina's Favorite Things. You can also email us with any of your questions, anything you want to know or anything you'd like us to discuss at alexandtinasfavoritethings at gmail.com. And as always, we've got our podcast that drops every Wednesday. So be sure to check us out wherever you get your podcasts, on Apple or Spotify. Bye Bye, Bye, Alex. Don't forget to like, download, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to check out the live show on Instagram at Alex and Tina's Favorite Things on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Hosted on dimlywit.com.